Hello and welcome back to Podcast from the Edge with me, Peter Bruce. It's been a discouraging few weeks for all of us South Africans as it becomes clear that there's absolutely no end in sight to ESCOM's inability to provide us with electricity when we need it, as it becomes clear that President Sora Ramaphosa is helpless to defend uh, his own citizens from his own cabinet, as it becomes clear that the Russian invasion of Ukraine could last for years, and as it becomes clear that our South African opposition parties are just not able to collaborate sufficiently closely to guarantee us a future free from the African National Congress and its slow but seemingly determined slide into a union of some sort with the radical economic freedom fighters, the EFF. I've been seriously shocked at the fact that despite all apparent promise to the contrary recently, the Democratic Alliance felt quite unable to support a candidate from Action SA as mayor of Johannesburg. It seems to me this decision has now led to yet another farcical appointment as mayor of our biggest and most economically important city. It's impossible to believe that any responsible leader could have let this happen. Any responsible party could have let this happen. Sure, let's go back a little bit. So the DA is the biggest opposition party in the country. Action SA is in every sense a breakaway from the DA. Herman Mashaba, its leader is a former DA mayor of Joburg. Michael Beaumont, an energetic and often scurrilous Action SA national chairman, is a former DA official. Action SA is still a very small party and is yet even to contest a general election. But it's pushed quite a few of its leadership and quite a few of its white support from the DA. But the DA should get, all things being equal, around 25% of the vote at the elections next year. Action SA will be lucky to get 5%. But that 5% is critical, as are the sort of 10% or 9%, 7 3 2 whatever it might be, 4%, uh, percent, won by various other small parties of a conservative or centrist hue, the Freedom Front Plus, Encarta Freedom Party. African Christian Democrats. Because the more they get, and the more little bits we can add together, the more likely it becomes that the DA leads a coalition that could seriously threaten a rapidly fragmenting ANC and an EFF largely mired at around 11 to 12-13% of the vote. It could all be very close. It's getting very close. So close that John Steenhuisen, the DA leader re-elected last month, uh, devoted his entire acceptance speech, in effect put his line on the job, uh, to the launch of what he called a moonshot, moonshot pact, which would draw like-minded parties, the, the like-minded but being uh, not that they were all for the same thing, but rather all against the same thing, uh, an ANC EFF government, or perhaps just an ANC government, that still, I'm afraid, isn't clear. But it's a sort of a defensive pact, a negative one. But nonetheless, I think most sensible citizens would support it, at least in theory. The EFF would poison any will it dipped a finger into, and it'd be insane for the ANC to go into government with them. But having destroyed literally every single aspect of South African life and infrastructure it's so far touched in the past 30 years, Put nothing past the ANC now. 
The DA led a coalition in Johannesburg after the 2021 local elections, and it hung on to life until earlier this year when defection from small parties tore it apart. Mayor Mpopalatse was kicked out of office. She, didn't be, she hadn't really been allowed, even as the uh, efforts to destroy the coalition began, she hadn't been allowed to negotiate to save her co- own coalition. That was done back uh, at the DA Federal Executive, which is led by uh, its powerful, uh, the DA's powerful former party leader, Helen Siller. Palazzo made little secret of her distress at not being able to fight her corner and quickly announced she would challenge John Steenhazen for the leadership next month. Predictably, she lost. Still, she never left the party as so many black leaders had done before her and was thus still around as a DA councillor when the guy chosen after she lost, uh, when the guy chosen by the ANC and the FF to replace her, made a complete fool of of himself on television and was himself replaced. Well, he was fired, leaving Joburg without a mayor for the second time this year. And in the interim, with John Steenhazen's moonshot speech still hanging in the air, a scramble began to replace the mayor. Action SA quickly announced its candidate, upsetting the DA, which had assumed that the former signed coalition agreement was still in place. So it nominated Palazzo. And over on the other side, on the opposition side, or now the governing side, things were even more fevered. The ANC is in the process of losing power in Gauteng, where Johannesburg sits. It'll almost certainly not be able to govern the province alone again after next year's election. And to stay in power in big metros like Joburg and others in the province, it has had to do a deal with the EFF. But the deal is that the EFF won't support an ANC mayor unless ANC ANC supports an EFF mayor in either Johannesburg or Kuruleni or Pretoria. All unspeakable propositions. So they have to find patsy mayors from tiny parties in their orbit, hang a mayoral chain around their perpetually bewildered necks, and then divvy up the mayoral committee portfolios between them. It's pork barrel politics, South African style. There was a chance, though, in the past few weeks, that the opposition could get the mayoralty back if it could pass two hurdles. The first was whether the DA and and Action SA could agree on a candidate. The second was whether they could entice the Patriotic Alliance, initially a member of their coalition, but which had switched sides early in the year, to return. The PA is led by a guy called Gayton McKenzie, a larger-than-life former convict with populist views on just about everything, and who, by sheer force of his personality, is making some real headway in our politics. They like him and Mishabad Action SA has yet to win a seat in Parliament. Mackenzie delights in being outrageous. After the resignation of the first Patsy mayor, he offered himself for the job. Then Steenhazen met him privately, to try and persuade him back into the anti-ANC-EFF block. Mackenzie made some demands. Some say he demanded to be mayor of Joburg. Steenhazen said he would have to take them back to the FedEx, to Zilla. Naturally, there they died. So Steenhazen never got back to Mackenzie. And without the PA's eight votes on the Johannesburg Council, 
Neither Palazzi nor the Action SA candidate, Funzi Ngobeni, also ex-DA, um, would have would have made it would have made the grade. They needed those eight votes. But Mackenzie said at one stage that he would have supported Ungobeni. In fact, I've spoken to people who say he told them he would even have supported Palazzo. But by then, the DA didn't want Mackenzie and the PA back in its coalition because he has other alliances with the ANC and the Moonshot Pact somehow needs to be pure. So he tossed Palazzo in, knowing that she would lose and effectively walked away from Johannesburg. So the good guys lost. Johannesburg now has a mayor, Cabello Guamanda, dug out of some obscure political crevice and who cannot possibly last long in the job. Online biographies cannot agree on whether he's 51 or 41, whether he studied journalism or law at the University of the Witwatersrand. He's, Johannesburg, he's Johannesburg's sixth mayor in four years. It's hard to know whether to laugh or cry. If they could have just put up with Mackenzie's erratic ambitions, Palazzo would have been mayor or could have been mayor again. But the party leadership thought the better of it. To an extent, you've got to sympathise with them, especially where the PA is concerned. First of all, it's, it's, it's becoming a threat to the DA and its safe province in the Western Cape. And it also supports ANC coalition governments in Neisner and Caledon. And Mackenzie's actively taking part in efforts now to unseat a DA-led coalition in Port Elizabeth. So there's a lot of bad blood. This is not easy stuff. But even if you can appreciate the dilemma, is it good enough? Do we have to accept it? There's a school of thought that says the DA has to accept that the days of big party dominance in South Africa are over. Certainly for the ANC, but also for the DA. The polls have it, as I said earlier on, at around 25% now, but that could easily become 22% or 18% in the right circumstances. And what the school of thought means is that a new politics is emerging in South Africa where dominance may not be the dominating factor it is now. Take the first sitting of Parliament after the election, after any election. That's when MPs... um, go back to Parliament and elect a head of state. What if the ANC next year scores 45% of the vote and a smaller party offers to rescue it in return for, let's say, just theoretically, for the presidency itself? Do ANC MPs just walk away from the power and the salaries they would still be able to enjoy and wallow in if they just made that one tiny little concession? After all, you know, I mean, it's not as if... um, the presidency, given Sir Ramaphosa's uh, behaviour in the last three years, um, uh, it's not as if the presidency is the beginning and end all of political power in this country. But at the moment, the DA seems to hold fast to the notion that where it is the biggest party, it should supply the leadership, i.e. if it forms coalitions with smaller parties, it's got to be in charge of it. And that's exactly, or maybe exactly, the core of our coalition problem, or the DA's coalition problem. Well, our coalition problem and the DA's coalition problem are probably the same thing. The biggest party in any opposition coalition is going to be the DA for a while still. But does that mean it has to lead everywhere? 
What if you recast the notion of leadership or dominance a little? What if the public expected not so much DA leadership in every coalition where it is the biggest partner, but instead wanted something more rare, something more valuable, stability? Then the mayor of Johannesburg could have been anyone, and there would be an office because the DA made it so. Why would that not be good enough? Come back to that first day in Parliament to pick a president. The DA is still the biggest opposition party, but no single party has a majority to carry its man or woman to the presidency. Why could the DA not put its hand up and support a nomination for, say, Songhez or Zibi on the day? Obviously would expect some return. But the service it would have done to the nation for getting rid of the ANC would be priceless, and it would, I have no doubt, be wildly well rewarded in the politics, uh, in South African politics, going forward. The DA has very smart people in it. And like it says, where it governs, it governs really well. But it turns out that's not quite enough. You can't have your cake and eat it. What we want to know today from the DA is what it might be prepared to sacrifice now for something that might look like victory in a year's time. I guess the question is, how big can the DA be? It's already the adult in the room. Sometimes, though, not always, country matters more. You don't have to be in front to be in control. Well, that's me done. Thank you so much for listening to me. I'll be back next week. In the meantime, please be safe. Bye-bye.